When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. And today, um, I love doing some of my international kind of uh, uh, podcast, and uh, today's no different. I'm joined by the Canadian producer, stroke singer, <laughs> Mr. Harjan Agra. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, man. I know we've been going back and forth, and it, you know, trying to trying to pin this down, and sometimes getting the timing, the yeah, Canadian timing. You can, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it happen now, so <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. So, so um, just off the back of it, in terms of like, like how, I noticed you're obviously in the studio. For those people who are kind of listening in on Spotify and everything else, yeah, you're based in the studio. Is that is this yeah. your home, or is this kind of your home? Yeah, away this from is my home? home studio. This is my home studio. It's in the basement, so just converted like one room into the studio now. We don't get basements in the UK that much, man. Just, that's one thing in Canada. You get, you get, <laughs> we get jealous of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you have it in as a bar and everything in there? That's the class. I'm just imagining what mine would be. Yeah, no, it's just this and the outside, just like TV room and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's... so in, in your studio in there, who, who have you had? Who you been lucky to uh, have graced the studio? Right, everyone, man. Majority of the singers you could probably name have come through here. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get onto it. Um, Hodge, we met uh, a few years ago, and uh, you know, it always what I would say is that, you know, first impressions count. And, uh, you know, the, when I first met you, I thought, this guy, man, he's proper, proper sound, proper down to earth. Um, and we, and it was over a point. So I think that really helps. Yeah, I remember, I remember you guys came down. Yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was a good, good laugh. Yeah. I, I want to go back to the beginning in terms of um, your kind of musical career. Now music kind of runs in, in into your family and the, the significance of like your dad, for example, Bobby Nagra, everybody in the UK, especially around the world, would have heard shout outs from Jazzy Shindar on their album, especially anything from Movie Box, really, for for yeah. a bit, from the year 2000s onward, would have would have heard it. The significance of your dad, how what what kind of role did he play in terms of your career? Um, so music wise, like I, uh, since I was young, I was always like into music. And then I didn't really listen to that much Punjabi music until I was like in high school. So when I was like in grade 10 or 11, but before that was mostly you could say rap and all that. And then growing up, I guess there have, they were like singers around, but I didn't really like, I knew they were all oh, these guys are some kind of singers, but I didn't know who they were or whatnot. Right. Cause I wasn't really into it. 
And then as I grew up, then I started to know, oh, these guys are pretty big then, you know, like, <laughs> stuff like that. And then as I got more to Punjabi music, that kind of helped because I was always around them. Yeah, but growing up, like I used to play, like um, I went to a Punjabi school for early years. So I, I was playing tabla. I was into kirtan. We had to learn the harmonium there. But then yeah. I went most, then, I, then after high school, I just, I started making beats, like hip hop beats. So I was doing that for like, let's say two years. And then I started getting into Punjabi music. Were you encouraged in terms of what what was the scene like in in Canada at that time? So you you you're in almost the home place of Bangla in Canada, like Vancouver. You were born in Vancouver, then moved to Surrey, so that's yeah, even, yeah, yeah, even more. So like, what was the environment like there as a as a, as a kid growing up? Um, I, the scene was UK at that time. You know, it, it was it's always been like you could say UK. Now things have shifted, but even so, even when I started releasing my songs, I always had to come to UK to do promotions or meet artists and we used to record all the most of the songs over there in China studios and commentary. So, you know, this whole scene was over there all the time. And, and, and was there a particular sound that you were, you were after? Were you, were you kind of trying to establish like the Canadian sound or were you just definitely, after, you know, because you always hear artists when they talk about the UK scene, the UK, the UK sound, was that yeah, something yeah. you were trying to imitate or were you trying to just create your own? Um, I, I was just doing whatever I was used to because I learned everything myself, right? So everything was self-taught. So I was making more beats because that was more easier for me. And then to get the whole percussion sound of the doll, so that was a little bit complicated for me. That's why to come to, uh, you could say, UK and, you know, see how, how it works in the studio over there. So I spent a lot of years with Shindapadi in the studio. Um, he was recording uh, Rambo collaborations, two, three, um, Aminder Gill's album, Arbat Demand's album, all this. So I watched all this, you know, uh, get made. Uh, live by him and then see how they put together and all that so that helped a lot for me too just sitting there and watching him you said something really interesting there about the percussion yeah uh, for somebody who has who doesn't come from a kind of musical kind of background yeah, yeah. you know if somebody went to the studio to just to play the the doll or, or any of the percussion you you'd be just like yeah there's a mic and sound it what, <laughs> yeah. what's the what what is it that you're actually after what's what makes that sound so special so different so during this time, I was looking for my own sound. So I was always like, uh, my first song was Dilvarda. That's that's like completely different from using those songs or whatnot. That was like a house, you know, uh, dance kind of song. What so year was that? Sorry, that was that was released in 2013. So before that, I had like completed a whole album. There were about like 10, 12 tracks ready, you know. Those were all mixed. You say doll tracks, pangra tracks, um, you know, like um, hip hop songs, sad songs or whatnot, right? So I was just like experimenting and seeing what my sound would be. So I, I tried, tried like a lot of different songs, you know, so that's why most of my songs like that I've done well, you could say Range Rover and songs like that, they're all, they're all you know, party tracks. And then some songs are straight hip hop songs like Bad Fella, right? So just try to do everything, you know? My uh, my son, um, he's into kind of Bangla and he's learning and he got into, uh, he, he, he got into a little bit of Cars. And yeah. as, you, as you do, you put the playlist on and on YouTube in the background yeah, and, yeah. and Range Rover come on. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, he just stopped to his tracks in it. I was like, "What's he doing?" That day? I didn't, I didn't see what he was doing at first. And then I looked yeah. up there. That's it. I could put it onto this day. Put a Range Rover. He knows on the video. You know the the Gorda at the beginning is doing the the news. The news clip, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew all the words to that as well, <laughs> and he went straight it's into it. But it's a, you know, it's a track that is a bit of an undercover. Like it really grows on you because like the beat, yeah, yeah. it just like it just kicks in and stuff. What was your experience of making that track? Particularly, I'm only asking this question because if one day he he, uh, he listens to this, 
<laughs> at least I've asked you yeah, a question. Yeah. Well, tell them, well, tell them. So that track came, it was pretty funny how that came along. Uh, Benny had come down here. Um, he was staying here for about, I think, two weeks or so. And then we just got in the studio. I'm like, let's see, let's see, let's try to do something together. Because we were in talks for, like, I've known him from before, before he even started singing. So he had about, like, a lot of these lyrics. And then he's like, I got this one, but he's like, it ran there, right? I'm like, let's hear it. And it was a bit controversial at that time. So I was like, let's do this. This one. What, what, what was the controversy? And it was, <laughs> there's some lines in there. You already know. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, we got to do this one. This is the one. And then he's like, if you say so. And then uh, that's it. That's what that song became. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, did you shoot that in Canada? Is a video? We shot that in England. England, England, England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, it was a, it's, it's a pretty, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to watch that video, yeah, make sure you watch it on your own. <laughs> so, you know, you and Benny have really kind of struck up a, a good relationship in, uh, in terms of kind of that producer-singer vibe. Um, yeah. How do you know when, you, when you're working with an artist in terms of like this, there's some, there's some synergy in there because some people are supposed to kind of work together. You could just see it. But sometimes yeah. you get like, some combinations and it just it just clicks off yeah so like uh, as a producer like i'm one of those guys where um i, we, I gotta gel with the artist first right there's got to be some kind of understanding of uh, or like some kind of relationship before we even start working because then it's it's going to be a lot of clashing right so if um before we i even record something most of the times like i've met these artists where i know them before like become like friends first or this and that then we start working and i feel that way works way better than I get a call from someone, oh, oh Gana then they come, then things happen along the way, songs don't come out, you know, so it's always something like that that happens too. I mean, you're self-taught at the age of 16, I think that's when you started going into more kind yeah, of yeah, production 16, side of about yeah. 16, 17. So then from your first track, how old are you from when you did your first to your, from 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 learning to doing your first track? Because I'm from the way that I've worked out my maths and your, your first, yeah. you know, it wasn't, was it long? Yeah. So basically, um, I was I was just like just practicing, practicing, practicing. Like every day, I was coming home from school, just working on making beats, right? Like I sold a lot of beats online to random people on the internet. I don't know where those are, but then mm -hmm. I, it wasn't. I did so during that time. Let's say that was two thousand eight. My first song didn't come out to twenty thirteen, huh? Like officially. So there was that big gap of me just learning things on my own. But loads so, of bootlegs out there that you just don't know where they're. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of beats out there. But I, I also did other songs too. I worked on a lot of Tarmic songs as well with um, Immortal Productions. So on their CDs, there's quite a few songs on there as well before Dilwarda. And then um, in terms of your art, who would you say was your first bit where like your first artist where you kind of like major artist that you got in? That would probably be my first song. That was like Sukhshinder Sinda, right? And uh, even that song... Uh, yeah, I knew them growing up, like even him, or you could say Jazzy B, but never, I never once, while I was uh, growing up, oh, I want to do a song, do a song with me, this and that. Yeah, the, always, yeah. I was always like, I got to work with everybody else first. I don't even want to ask them yet, right? So, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, reason, the reason why I asked that question was because obviously you're like, you've worked on, you're working on Immortals and you've done, you've done that bit, but were you able to kind of have that, that connection with the, with the, with the singer in order to kind of direct him? Yeah, yeah. So that's why he was, he was very understanding. And even Dilvada already had that done. And then he had heard that. And then he's like, let me sing this. So that was something big for me because no other producer has ever produced for him before. So I had a full album before Dilvada even came yeah. out. Yeah. But that, those songs kind of got scrapped and some came singles. 
So how did you kind of, what was your methodology of kind of learning from him as well? Because, you know, this guy's made some of the biggest hits in yeah. Bangla history and yeah, you're sitting yeah. there you're producing for him. Was it a case of where he's yeah. telling you what to do and he's kind of, he's produced it, but you were there or was it in terms of like you having... Well, the song was already fully produced and then he had heard it. It was a new style, I guess, for him because all the songs have been, you know, different style. Not, I don't think he's ever done a house track or, you know, a song like that, like a pop track. Mm. So that was, I guess... That was something completely different for him as well. But then in, in the studio, we did change a lot of things, but that, that was, it's pretty much, you know, it's, it was my production, right? But that's why, when, as, so when that song came out, a lot of people were like, oh, who's this guy? You know, he just probably, he just probably just paid this guy and he's done it, this and that. So <laughs> growing up, there was a lot of, you know, bullshit like that. <laughs> but so everything's always been my production. And the, and the, and the video itself was uh, also kind of high-end as well, was it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah what, yeah. what what was that like? That was a that was an experience, man. That was my first video ever, right? So I was like so nervous on that one. Uh, we went to LA and shot that. There well, there's airplanes and uh, what was just left yeah, in the like desert. Racing the lampposts, all that. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. Next level one. And so was it easy to kind of like you, you just said there in terms of like how he, he Shindar's got his own kind of style. Yeah. Was it very easy for you to kind of change that, change that style, and, or like well, try to introduce ideas? Uh, at that point, I was just like sitting back. I'm like, here's the song. You know, like, I don't really, I'm not really gonna tell him. Hey, if you want to change something, go ahead. I'm not gonna, you know, say no, no, don't do this, don't do that. But as now as I've grown an artist, like I feel that's the producer's job. So I do that now to everybody. Obviously, back then, I'm like, this section of Shinda, I'm not going to say anything to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then moving, uh, you, you've worked with the likes of kind of like Roach Killer as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, and then you've gone on to do work with, you know, with Jazzy V. What was that experience like? What was the first song that you did with, with Jazzy? Um, I'm guessing you've recorded quite a lot with Jazzy, but you've already released the same. Yeah, we got lots. <laughs> we got lots. Um, I think the first one that came out was Nabbedi uh, Baduk. That was the first one. Uh, that was done in like 2015 or something, but I don't think it came out to like two years after. Mm. And after that, we did worldwide. Um, Bomb Bomb Gunner. Gunner. a few Bomb more, Gunner. yeah, yeah, Bomb Gunner, yeah. And um, how was that kind of experience of when you got to record somebody like Jazzy in the studio, knowing that you know he's worked with all these producers as well? Yeah. Yeah. And then knowing the relationship that he's got with your dad, family, it's just not just any other artist, is it? It's almost possibly like a family member that you're yeah. coming in there to kind of like, you know, direct it. Was it what was it, what was his attitude like towards you trying to help you out? So basically, like we have this like different relations too, you could say like as like a friendship kind of thing as well. So it's like it's like um when we're in the studio, like I I've, I've told them like, hey, do this, do that. It was in the beginning, obviously I was like, I'm you know, don't want to say anything to him. But then as we did more and more songs that, you know, I already know him like pretty well. So it wasn't like that big of an issue. I, I, he's, it, he's, he's like a professional at what he does. So there's really no mistakes when he's doing something. Was he, was he, was he able to kind of tell, like you could just see like there's Monik in him and stuff like that, you know, with his, yeah, yeah, yeah. With his stuff. Was he, was he very direct with you in terms of saying, no, this is how, this is what we should be doing? So with him, like he'll let me, like uh, with a lot of artists, he'll be like, "Oh my, the music are now the, no, the this and that." With him, he just lets me do whatever I want to do with the music. And how much more have you got left to to kind of release with him? We, we 
when he's here, we probably record things like every week. We're a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very, it's a very common theme that is starting to really annoy me. When you, you know, when you, when you, I know, you see with producers and the amount <laughs> of stuff that they kind of left unreleased, and it, it, yeah. it, it would never see the the light of day. Yeah, I got a lot of unreleased things, man. But some sometimes what happens is you um you work with singers and then they they want to rush it. So I need this done by now. So you do it, but then just you know things don't come out for like so long. But does that sometimes things don't come out at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it was just with Jazzy, but just with artists yeah, and stuff like that. Other artists. Yeah, in in terms of like you know with your creativity, do you find that so frustrating in terms of like you've got all this there? You know, I could never make a beat in my life, but if I if I did, you know, it'd be it's, it's a childlike, isn't it? It's your it's your creation. Yeah. Do yeah. you then like if if you get the vibe that nobody's going to be doing uh, releasing it? Do do you ever feel the need to just pass it to somebody else and just like look? Can you just run with it? Um, I've never really done that before. Like um, it, it's not, like if I work on a project and let's say uh, let's say today I could start something. By the end of the day, it could be done. Then tomorrow, I could come back to it like, oh, I don't really want to. What is this? What did I make? Then things just get like scrapped like that. Well, maybe won't even look at it again, or I'll restart it again. But I've never really been like, give it to someone else. Be like, hey, you take it. Uh, yeah. And you've worked with uh, you worked with Sidhu as well as well, at, at a time as well. And which which tracks did you work on with him as well? Because I'm guessing that work with artists like him, he's definitely ain't gonna just give you one track the way that at the speed yeah, yeah. that he kind of writes. Yeah, we've been in the studio a few times. We've tried different things, but the one that came out so is Bad Fella. So that one, uh, how that one came along, I already, uh, I already had the, I made the beat already, and then he had come down one day to the studio. I got a call, and then uh, he started writing most of it here. And then the second time he came around, we did final vocals, shot the video. That was it. So he 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 was kind of like writing the, he was writing the the song on the spot there and then. Yeah. Yeah, so we I went through beats. Then I probably played like 10, 15 beats or something. And then we chose that one. He liked that one that I made. And then um, sat here for a good, I think, uh, half an hour or so. And then he started writing verses. And while, so while he had come that day, I had people over, like, uh, you know, Ikka, rapper, he was over yep. already. So this studio was already full with like probably like 10, 15 people. <laughs> already, <laughs> what, just to be him or just, just, just recording no, this stuff? Yeah, I was already working with them. We were doing some songs. And then uh, he's like, I'll just, he's, he called me. He's like, I'll be fast. He came in. Everyone's sitting here. He wrote, all, he wrote Bad Fella here, recorded it, bounced. <laughs> Straight away. Yeah. How would you, how, you're, you're, as I said before, like you're a young producer in, in, in Canada now. How would you assess the music scene there? Um, so music, music's like you've ch- it's changed a lot. It's always changing, right? So with most artists, you have to if you're singer producer, you have to you can say follow the trend, right? So or you can stay behind kind of thing. So I, I feel like Canada, in a way, has the North American market has kind of like it's been, you know, a lot of our sounds are now copied from you know other areas or whatnot, right? Because it's more uh, you could say it's following the modern times of music. So I would say, um, how did how did it, in your the same? Yeah, in your opinion, in your opinion, how, how did it become so successful? Was it the fact that the UK slipped, or like India kind of was just producing so much crap, and then you you, you took advantage? What what would you what would you kind of drill it down to? Like okay, when I'm when I'm making music, I make music to what I'm listening to or what I like, right? Um, so, or you, so a lot of people, they, they do do that as well, but then they just stick with it. They just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. So I feel like you have to move with the times. 
So if if so, some music's not gonna keep working forever for like 20, 30, 40 years, right? You have to keep. You have to move. You have to adapt. Yeah, with the times, and you have to recreate yourself here and there. So I even took a like you could say almost a year off, just trying to figure out now what I'm gonna do, right? Because I was getting unmotivated. Like I, you know, I started feeling like keep doing the same things over and over again. How did you? How did you recognize like? Because that's a bit of a rare thing, isn't it? Is that you're you're successful the obvious kind of thing to do is just carry on what you're doing because at the end of the day your spotify numbers are doing well your youtube numbers are doing well you know yeah. why why did you kind of think that you needed to, to to change it up because you know if it's not brought if it's not brought why fix it because okay so i was just uh when okay when someone comes they're like i want this song i want this song like you know this my other songs i've already done like i've had people come to me they, they want like 50 range rovers i want to make another range Rover, you know <laughs> i don't want to make another well, my son, my son will be happy <laughs> so then you just get you just get tired right just take, take a step, step back like if i'm not happy with what i'm doing then I'll, I'll, i'm gonna step back uh, you know regather my thoughts and then come back again do you have do you like if you're going to make a decision like that or you know advice wise do you pick up the phone to like the music industry is kind of notoriously known like the worst kept secret everyone hates everyone right yeah yeah but but you but you but but you've got like you know you've got a a real what you know if you pick up the phone you've got you know you've got a very useful phone book yeah like i know who i'm gonna ask for advice with this and that but mostly when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. These times I just keep things to myself, right? So it's, it's a it's a hard situation you can say. But I, if I was to ask people, you already know, like I know who to ask, right? Mm. And did you, does that inadvertently put pressure on you in terms of like looking at your your next your next kind of like projects? Yeah, for sure, for sure. What do, how do you do with that then? Because like I've had, I've made a lot of songs. And I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna be as good as that. This isn't gonna be good as that. So that puts a lot of pressure, and it gives you anxiety, right? So, <laughs> so it's a hard situation, but you have to, you just gotta overcome. You just got like what I've realized now is just release things out there and then see how it goes. So you you, you don't really kind ah right because that's, that's that's kind of different from when like the vibes where it was before where it was you know kind of planned. You're just more like if it's good for you. I'm just gonna put it out. Let it just be organic and let it just breathe on its own. Yeah, because nowadays, like songs are coming out probably like five, ten a day. There's so many songs. You release a song, it just gets lost, you know. So back then, like uh, not even back then, but like uh, you could say years, years ago, you could just release a song and it could be it's like the highlight because there's not many other songs you know getting released around the same time. So now there's like so many songs out there. 
Is it is there kind of uh, producers or artists in terms of that you look around right now and you think like I could vibe with them or they you know they they're doing well? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty I'm cool with everyone, man. You know, everyone I meet, so so I love for everyone. And then that's how it should be. I feel like I feel like this whole online, this whole social media game is what uh, pin, puts people against each other. You know, people in the comments and this and that. But isn't that isn't that the controversy? The way of how people find an easier way of trying to make money because it comes down to in terms of like any kind of PR is good PR, yeah, know, even good if it's bad. You know, is publicity. And so if if it's, if people are getting pitted together, like. You're going to need your competition if you if ever you're going to pitch yourself in any kind of work. You're always going to need your competition to push you on. Yeah, most of these controversies that you see online, like they're not, it's nothing's real. Like the artists are liking it. I've had like let's say some of these singers in this controversy, they're like, I like it, bro. I just got hundred thousand more followers in the last week. This and that, they're loving it. <laughs> you know, that's the truth. That's the truth to all this. <laughs> so, are you conscious in terms of like when you work with artists, just to say like, oh, like how, oh, this guy ain't gonna like it or or are you just kind of just like... No, uh, so I've actually stepped back from a situation where one artist wanted to do, make a reply or a diss song to the other artist. And I, I, I said, I'm not doing it. So you, you have to be a stand like that. Even though as a producer, like you should, you can work with anybody you want, but I'm not going to... If I'm already good with somebody else, I'm not going to go ahead and do that. You know, X myself out then from... They were going to make a song directly dissing another singer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I said no to that, so... So the kind of hip hop kind of beef, yeah, stuff like that, you know. And I'm pretty sure people can see who who it is too as well. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would kind of take. No needs need to be mentioned. Look, <laughs> <laughs> if you, if yeah, well, I I think what you just said there is quite revealing in terms of like there's still some there's still an ethical kind of boundary in terms of like yeah, sure, how, you have to. how you would kind of work. So. So you, you've you uh, you know we were going to be doing this the, the other day, but you had uh, Deep Jungle there as well, and he's he's another guy who's kind of exploded on the sea, not exploded at the time, and still had and still got that longevity within there. You know, with those kind of is is he kind of a, another person, a focal point that you kind of learn from and and uh, and take um, take take things away from. I learned, I met Deep like late in my career, around um, just a few years ago when we did Kion. But when when we met, like we you know we gelled and stuff. So you know um, it was a good relationship. It still is. You know we still talk about doing new songs all the time, ideas and stuff. The even when when we made you know like uh, it it was made within three days. First day we met, we, we wrote the song. Second day we recorded it. Third day we shot the video. So just, there's a lot of artists like that. You just get you just when you get along with someone and things just happen like that. A common thing that's coming out is speed, isn't it? Like if you had Sidhu just driving by to say, "Oh yeah, let me just let me just yeah. record this." <laughs> yeah, and usually things, those songs like that, they they they're the ones that you know go bigger than the ones that you just always dwell on, and you know you wait if things get delayed. You're obviously competent behind the kind of behind the camera, like producing the stuff. Why in 2016 did you want you want to go step in front and <laughs> and, and start singing? That song, honestly, that was just a. I just did for, that for fun, and then I so the song was it. all night, right? So yeah, you, all night, all night. I had just done that for fun. Like I even wrote those lyrics, and I'm not like a Punjabi lyricist or whatnot. But um, and then I just played it for a few people. They said this, you know, you should release this or something. So then I just went ahead and did that. And it, so like, it you you've obviously 
were you having vocal lessons? Who were you kind of learning from? Did you did your dad even tell you say that? Listen, look. No, no, I haven't had no vocal lessons. No vocal lessons. Even even when I started producing, my dad was like, "This is a waste of time. Don't do this." <laughs> so he was against it from this, even from that way. Even even with the people that he knew, he just said like, "Just don't yeah, don't go that way." He said, "Just leave it. Don't waste your time. You don't go go. You don't fall, go to school. This and that." But then I, as like as I grew up and started listening to things and you know he saw that I was passionate about this. Was there a moment where you where you convinced him? Uh, well, he probably just probably just saw me doing this like every single day for like God knows how many years, right? <laughs> so I guess then he then he realized that this is what I really want to do. So then you, you know they started supporting. And you you're balancing this with having your own kind of own kind of work as well like your property portfolio and all these kind of you know into kind of real estate how did you find the time to like to differentiate between that i feel like this day and age you have to uh you know be doing a lot of different things right um so as i was growing up um yeah i got my realtor license i I, I still am and then uh started getting into crypto trading stock trading this and that so just try to do different things all the time but what music will always it's always going to be number one but thing with me is when I do something, I go like 110%. If I can't put my 110% from it, then, you know, I have to, like, I can't really juggle everything at once. So I might take a break from music, go to this, take a break from that, go back to music. And so that happens a lot as well. That's why people see breaks in my, my times when I release music. Just get just getting busier with what, with just with all, all, the, all the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to find out whether if somebody's released a Bangra song called Bitcoin yet. <laughs> I'm surprised. I don't think so yet. <laughs> no, I think I reckon you're in with this chance yet. You know, if you want, if you want to start, the, yeah, no, right? no, I might have to. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's done it yet. Because you know, I, with there was remember there was about a hundred selfie songs and there was all this, so many, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Snapchat. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I reckon you're okay, man. I reckon you should go for it. <laughs> I might have to. You can sell that as an NFT within the. Yeah, yeah. So that's something also working on seeing how to do something like that as well. But you think this, like, it's a really, it's a, I've had this kind of conversation with a few people. Do you reckon there's an appetite for that? So this is why um, we're still figuring it out. Uh, I feel like, uh, let's say our culture, let's say Punjabis, or, uh, you know, like this sees whatnot, uh, our, our audience, I don't think we, everyone really knows what Ethereum is or how to buy an NFT or, you know, these websites called OpenSea where you sell the NFTs. So I feel like that market's not 100% there yet, which is why I haven't done that so yet, right? But when the time comes, I feel like it, it's getting more mainstream crypto is, so I feel like time will come. And then there will be most of the majority of artists releasing their music on platforms like that and using NFTs. And do you, re- do you reckon it's more for, kind of for the younger generation? Because like... I remember I was trying to explain what an NFT and like how it's to an older person. And they were like, look, man, I just still record my music off my iPhone, off the off the radio. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like probably will find the easiest way. I'll probably find the easiest. Yeah, I feel like it's more the young generation so far. Like if I try to explain to my parents or, you know, someone older, it, it's you spend like hours trying to explain. And then at the end, you know, they still don't really get it. It's it's dangerous, man. The amount of young people I know who have got some really big portfolio money, just like yeah. people need to be kind of taught, like this is how you manage money, this is how you do it correctly. Yeah, is this technology, man? It's moving so fast. You can do everything on your phone, you know, anywhere. So I think that's what it is. 
and so like in, t- in terms of the future for yourself and and like the the the, the movement in in Canada, do yourself do you see yourself kind of setting up a school or a mentoring thing to get other young artists to come in for it, especially from the lessons that you that you, that you've learned? I've never really thought about that. I mean, I do get like messages here and there, like, "Oh, can I learn from you? Or can I do this and that?" I've never really thought about that. Because I'm looking at it, because you got a studio, you know, in in the basement. Yeah, yeah. And you know, for 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 a young up and coming artist, it's, you know, that's a resource that's there. Yeah, it would be something good, obviously, to set up. Uh, I might look into that and see how we can do that. But other well, than if that, if you do, I get ten percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't worry, man. You can be one of the teachers. <laughs> but. You know, what are you artists like I'm helping out and yeah. Yeah, you know, like developing them and you know, uh, so working with new artists as well all the time. Is there any kind of um hang on, we're just having a I'll I'll cut this out when I'm is um is there any kind of up and coming artists that you that that the UK or anyone out worldwide should be aware of? Um, there's lots, man. There's there's lots that are just releasing music because you know they don't. Uh, these days, anyone can just make a song and release it online. And it can blow up. So I feel like it's way easier now for people to uh f- like find new new talent. You just go online. You can find anybody. But there are there are a lot of names that I've been looking watching, and you know I like myself listening to their music. Who 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 would they be? Because they you know like now nowadays the movement within here in in the UK is the the club scene kind of was massive it died and now it's coming back with a vengeance yeah yeah like and look what ep and grinder gill guys are doing right right they're killing it and they've they've you know the sold out tours in uk i've seen it so that that's like a new sound that you know they, they didn't they didn't care about anything that's happening in the Punjabi industry right so they all, yeah just, they don't give it online right now you can just release things and you know blow up they, yeah they don't give a shit they're, yeah. they're they're on their own kind of timetable. Have you managed to work with those boys or seen those boys? Um, I've, sp- I've spoken with them before, but no real plans to like work on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're in their own, especially when you know when in the UK when they came in, it was like at the moment, yeah. everyone's timeline it went from like AP, yeah, you know, to Sardaj, yeah, <laughs> and then and then within about I think it was about five minutes. It'll be all about wedding season. All the DJs putting up the same fucking yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Like, again, <laughs> and then and then I think the Jeets coming in August. So then that is going to be like timeline filled again as well. Yeah, everyone's catching up with all the, you know lockdowns over, I guess, over there, and then everyone's just trying to catch up with all the shows. Yeah, I, I mean, like Jazzy came back and then a com- like I would say a comeback show. Yeah, all yeah. all those all those kids I've only heard like like the Nog sample and it just uh, with the yeah, DJ yeah. they've never seen him with a band <laughs> and then when he's coming it was just like, which yeah, he, he's one of the best live performers man oh yeah by far yeah. still got still got it you know with his energy um yeah. his creativity his looks everything like that it's, I yeah. I think this podcast in general that I do is just always just a tribute. I always end up going back to Jazzy or the tall anyway. So it's just <laughs> a legend, it, man. He's a legend. <laughs> he, he is. So what does the future look like for you then in the next six to 12 months then? Um, so, so obviously the music is there, uh, but also I've been, I've been getting a lot of like movie role offers. Huh? They what, to, to star in films? Yeah. Yeah. I've already done two before, but they were just, they were, those were just, I was just trying out, seeing how the industry yeah, is. Yeah. So I love Punjab. There's another one, Dodo Uh So this one now we're going to do it properly at a, a bigger level. And yeah. Then, I, I knew about the other two. I, I, just, I was saying that there's, there's more, that's the kind of career that you want to go into. 
it's just something as well. Like I like to try, like you go down all the avenues, see, you know, try different things. And I don't think any other producer or anybody else is really doing like, uh, like music producing and also acted in, in films and just that. So something that I got kind of been doing, you know. So I, I was supposed to shoot one last year, but that got delayed because of all this COVID stuff. So now there's two. We're gonna shoot them this year in the summer, and then one after the other. So they will come up in two. Have you got any like stars that? You can share information on like who's gonna the be the one that we were supposed to shoot first was with Jimmy Shergill. So, but then that got uh, it got delayed a few months ago. So that one might be first, or the other one might be first. I'm not too sure yet. Is your dad approving of that? <laughs> yeah, he's approved of that. <laughs> I've gotten so many like I go through the roles and I don't like I'm not like a comedian or whatnot, right? So I I gotta choose them like it's gotta match my personality. These roles. Do you so, just play yourself? It'd be like I gotta, I gotta play myself now. So, you know, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Hajar Bangle he played it. I, I don't know whether he played himself. I don't watch Punjabi Hills that much, man. Yeah, yeah. Honest, yeah. yeah. But I know he he's a film star as well now. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's it from like from the movies or anything from the music side that like you would go into it. So music side, I I need to make an album. That's something I have to do. So I've just been collecting songs, and uh, I think firstly I'm gonna release an EP with like four or five tracks, then a full album right after that. EP's the EP's the kind of vibe at the moment. Everyone's coming out with the EPs. Yeah, everyone's got it twisted though. Like e- they're releasing EP as an album. Like EP means extended play, and it's it's like supposed to be four or five tracks followed by an album. But everyone's releasing an EP as like this is a new album, and they release like an EP. <laughs> that annoys you, I could tell. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's because, like a trend now. Everyone's like just dropping on, you know. Is that your old hip hop head coming out? Going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all no... the terms, all the terms are coming out. I did. So, it, it, I think the argument was before in terms of like with albums that there wasn't that much kind of return of investment. The singles is kind of the much easier route to go down. Why? Yeah, think... Why would you go like? Would you go for a kind of story based kind of album? Or would you just kind of put together like a bunch of singles and just say, here's the album? See, that's why I've never really did an album because like most albums, yeah, I like the ones that are like, you know, um, the album, they tell a story with skits maybe too, something like that. Um, but most albums, these days I feel like just went to tracks. Let's just gather what we can, you know, as singers, different producers or producers get different singers put it together, boom, album done, right? So this one, like it's going to be our first and maybe maybe only i don't know because i haven't released an album as of yet since my whole career so if i'm gonna do it, it's got to be proper you know and right would you have a bunch of singers or just have one singer go through it all i would probably have a few singers yeah but i have i have been working on these eps with two new artists which is just their song so that as well that's you know stuff like that as well you but, just want one just individually of, of on, your... my, on my album like the hard Negra album whatever it's going to be called this i will have like various artists you know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is. It is the it is the move forward. It's it's, it's brave as well because you know this. It's not cheap doing some of this stuff, and right, it takes you know, it takes a lot of time too. Like I know if I'm gonna have like eight nine tracks, I'm probably gonna make like thirty tracks and then select down to the eight nine. And there so, you go. That's the thing that pisses me off again. It's just that all that music <laughs> will never be released. <laughs> yeah, because I had one in two thousand like twelve, two thousand thirteen, and you know they didn't come out. That was about ten tracks. The only song that came out of that was probably Dilwada and Range Rover. <laughs> So and they were, yeah, yeah, they were, and they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about the others then? I have no. This is times changing so fast. If you don't release it right away, then you know it gets old. Yeah, and those but... singers too. They're you know, uh, 
new singers every day, right? So mm, yeah, uh, it, it always goes back to that debate. Maybe release them as an NFT, and no one will know until you buy it. <laughs> maybe you know that maybe that's the thing in it because like to me, like a Tombi can never go out of date. A Tombi can yeah. never go out of date. So like. Yeah. It'll always be kind of a, a cyclical kind of thing, and it's not like an AP kind of track. Like they yeah. don't even use any like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's just a different market while it's there, and it's to kind of be used. Yeah, yeah. So, Hodge, this is this is the the bandwagon. So, what I do is I ask all my kind of guests who kind of jump on. Is there a bandwagon that they want to jump on? Is there a bandwagon that they want to jump off? Or is there, is there anything that they want to kind of raise or get off their chest? So this is their kind of opportunity. Bandwagon, eh? Uh, there's one thing I'd never jump on the bandwagon, so I always try to do my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, it, 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 it's very difficult though, isn't it? As well, especially where you're like, if you're seeing like proven success, like AP is a really good example. Yeah. And that's why you got 20, 30 other guys just trying to copy them too, right? Same, same sound. Yeah. I. I but that is, it's understandable though as well, isn't it? It's if you're seeing where that's where the money's at, it's going, it's braver to kind of go swim against the current, isn't it? It's just like, as artists, you just have to, like some artists will just stick to the same thing what someone else is doing their whole careers. And then you'll always be just under their, you could, under their limelight or just following them, right? You're just following the trend. But the ones that stand out and the ones that are doing their own thing opposite than what other people are doing, they're the ones that really they all see the massive success, right? Mm, and 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 it does feel like that there's real big money to be made now in in the Punjabi music industry, you know. Whereas before it was, you know, we were, yeah, we it was it went on to kind of really dodgy ground at, at some stage. It feels like it's coming back and it's it's strong in the UK again. Yeah. It's strong. It's strong in Canada. And Getting more like you could say more commercial more mainstream in a lot of countries right yeah yeah some of the some of the hits i mean people getting their pictures on in times square or billboards everywhere now and yeah, you know yeah. and then let's hope that you know when your album comes out that you, you'll be on the same vibe and you have <laughs> yeah. your your picture there as well it's been an absolute pleasure getting you on man i, I really appreciate you know cutting some time out and uh, jumping there but uh really appreciate it so we made it happen <laughs> yeah, man. Look, any anytime any any of the music come out, let me know, man. We'll be blasting it on socials and Thanks, get there. And then um, hopefully I'll come over there and see you soon, man. And yeah, man, I, I ain't I ain't gonna sing, but you know, I just, <laughs> just <laughs> I'll get you in the booth, Dory. <laughs> no chance, mate. No, <laughs> not a chance. Thanks, mate. All the best. Thanks, man. Thanks. See ya. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.